Hello, my wonderful friends. Welcome to Faith FM Drive Time Big Q&A. This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion and the Bible, and where we look at the world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I am Nick Rita, the South Australian Regional Coordinator for Faith FM, and if you like to make a comment or have your say during this program, you can always send us um, SMS to 04 888-8081 You can use this uh, number Now, that's not a phone number Actually, you can only take text on this uh, number But we'll love to have your uh, comments And uh, you being part of our program as we go And just, yes, say your opinion And uh, talk to us about the uh, uh, topic we are going to uh, address now for the whole week uh, we looked at uh, you know uh, difficult questions uh, about the church and we dealt with um, with questions like uh, what is the church and why does the church have so many hypocrites that, that was a good one to uh, to talk about and abusing the church is it real church members in conflict is that possible but we are going to look a little bit more today. Um, does the church have a future? I would like to welcome our co-host today, Tracy Papandreou. Good to have you with us, uh, Tracy. Thanks, Nick. Hi, and hi to all the listeners. Great to be back. Now, as we looked uh, through the week to those questions, you know, and I believe uh, there were quite a few uh, good, um, you know, um, Answers there, uh, but we are we are going to focus a little bit more on uh, does the church have a future, and um, it's also good to have uh, different uh, views and different opinions from different uh, people. Sure. It's good to have uh, David Lima from Family Voice Australia again with us. Thank you, David, for joining us. Thank you, Nick. Great to be here. Again, this week, uh, we are approaching a very interesting topic mm. about the church. Yeah. And who is the church? Mm, we are the church. That's it. And uh, David, just on uh, on that, uh, because sometimes uh, people looking from outside, yes. they can um, say lots of bad things about the church. They can. They can say... Hypocrites. They yeah. can say whatever. You know what I mean? Uh, yes. And even Jesus said to the Pharisees and the Sadducees, you know, the people who should represent at that mm. time God. But about concerning the future of the church. Yes. Uh, David, what is happening in our churches? Mm. Well, uh, what is the church really is the question. The, the church is the bride of Christ. He has one salvation for his people and is preparing his church for the wedding at the end of history. So we can be very positive about the future of the church in that respect. However, the church is also an earthly institution. It's made up of people. There is unfortunate division within the churches. Mm -hmm. We divide over the most obscure phraseology and customs. Mm. It must break the, the father's heart to see the behavior of his people. And our churches are struggling also in their doctrines. Um, things that our churches would regard as settled are now, shall we say, up for grabs. You know, mm -hmm. the humanity of the unborn, the meaning of marriage, 
and the role of government, things like that. So our churches are really drifting, unfortunately. Mm. But I'm very optimistic about the church because, as I say, uh, it is the bride of Christ and it is being prepared for that wedding at the end of history. I was just going to ask you the question, is there uh, hope for Mm, the church? There is, absolutely, uh, because God is faithful to his people, even though we are at times unfaithful to him, and uh, we need to be called back to our baptism, we need to be called back to our first love. Jesus rebukes some of the seven churches in Revelation. Four out of the seven were in trouble. Mm-hmm. But he's nevertheless striving with them. He's, he hasn't abandoned them because, although he threatens to spit at least one of them out of his mouth, but he hasn't abandoned them, but he's warning them. Yes. And our churches need to be gripped by this because if in the early church four out of seven were in trouble, well, what is the statistic today? I need to look at my heart and, and we all need to look at our hearts and examine conscience in relation to our own churches. Are we ones which will receive his commendation, or are we in danger of being spat out of the mouth of Christ? Mm. It's a sobering question, Nick. Absolutely. And with that in mind, uh, David, uh, does the church really have a future? It does. It does, because the Spirit of God is striving with men, and he's continuing to raise up prophets who will speak the truth. Sometimes they'll be rejected, but sometimes they'll be believed. The key word there in regard to those churches in Revelation is repent. Time and again, the Lord says to his churches, repent. So while he is yet saying repent, there is an opportunity for us to repent. And as we repent, Mm. his blessings come upon us. So we need to look beyond the institutional problems of the church and see, see it from the Lord's perspective. Because it was while we were yet sinners that he died for us. So he is able to, to redeem his church. He's able to speak through his prophets, through the scriptures, through revelation, through even creation and bring conviction. Mm. So my prayer for the church and my, my ministry, yours too, Nick, is that we would see our churches respond in repentance, turning away from wrongdoing and honoring Christ as Lord. And if we do that, then our future is very, very bright indeed. Yes. And David, as we hear a lot around uh, about uh, the unity mm-hmm. uh, of the church, and uh, mm-hmm. obviously I believe it's not the same like as we know from the Bible in the early church mm-hmm. when they said that they were in one accord yes. uh, in unity, preaching the same message. Yes. But you hear these days a lot about ecumenism. Uh, mm-hmm. Now you're visiting uh, different uh, denominations, different yeah. groups, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, as you go around and, mm-hmm. and share. I believe you see quite a different, uh, you know, dynamic, this is true. you know, from church to church. This is true. But I believe, uh, yeah, what, what will be one thing which you want to point out mm-hmm. that we as children of God should do to yes. really represent God and being the church? Correct. Well, God loves both unity and diversity. He doesn't like antagonism and people fighting each other, and unfortunately we've done a lot of that throughout church history, arguing over the most obscure things. But the the distinctiveness, the diversity is a good thing, as long as it's not based on uh, differences of doctrine. Mm -hmm. The the doctrine should be the same, Mm -hmm. but the way we do church, that can vary if people in Africa or in South America or Asia want to do things in a certain particular cultural way, well, God be with them as long Mm. as it's not offensive to God. So we see this even in Scripture because we see in the Old Testament the 12 tribes of Israel 
and they had a different locality. They had a different uh, approach, mm-hmm. shall we say, but they came together in a time of war because they worshipped the same God. So as we exalt Christ, we can set aside our little differences and be united as a, as a militant body of believers who will take take on the world, as it were. Mm. Um, but we've, we've firstly got to make sure that we're not offending each other by wrong doctrine and offending God by wrong doctrine. So we've got a long way to go as God's people, but uh, we're all on a journey and none of us are there yet. Mm. And we are being renewed, we're being refreshed by the Holy Spirit's ministry in our churches. So I have a very optimistic perspective about the body of believers. I'm not giving up at all on the body of believers, even though I'm disappointed at times, Mm -hmm. but I'm continuing, as you are, Nick, to strive and to love God's people and to help to build his church. And we're looking forward uh, to see in the church, as in the early church, that daily there were people added to the church, exactly. which means the church is distinctive uh, and growing and growing. May God richly bless you, David. And as you go with the uh, Family Voice Australia around uh, places, our uh, blessings to all those people and uh, continue to pray for you. Thank you, Nick, and God bless all the listeners. Hi, I'm Michael, the station director here at Faith FM. Faith FM is almost 11 years old and it's been incredible to see how God has used us to change lives around Australia in every community we reach. I'd like to invite you to partner with Faith FM in supporting and growing your station by giving whatever God calls you to share. You can go to faithfm.com.au slash donate or call us on 1-800-FAITH-FM to see how you can make a difference. Thanks for listening. It's always uh, good to have David with us and have from a different perspective, you know, uh, talking about the church and uh, David is visiting uh, uh, lots of uh, churches around and sharing. Um, but coming back, uh, Tracy, to, to our uh, topic uh, and, and just to try a little bit to unfold, you know, the, the whole thing here. Uh, what do you think? Is the church still relevant or have... Um, have we reached a stage where um, everyone can do whatever they uh, they want follow god on their own yeah well you know we've 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 probably reached a stage where some people are actually asking that question and to look at whether the church has now become superfluous i think we actually have to go back and look at maybe the origins somewhat what was the purpose? I know that that for the church, etc. I know earlier on in the in the week, um, we looked at what is the church, and so one of the definitions of the church, which I think we all agree is is the most meaningful, is it's a whole body of Christian believers. It's that group that comes together with the common belief in Christ and 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 wanting wanting to follow Christ. Um, so that's what what church means but but maybe we should nick if you want just go back to you know, your origins and and how churches started how that first came together mm. uh, perhaps uh, make a comment about uh, uh, how so much material is available online uh, people can follow sermons on youtube and can uh, be spiritually fed at home yeah that's true and that's why i think um we need to give people good reasons for for why they should att- uh, still attend 
church because certainly they could have that um, that response that, hang on, I can be fed spiritually at home. I'll just sit in, in front of my computer, in front of my um, smart TV, and I'll watch sermons all week, and, and that's really all I need to do. I'll pray on my own, and that's all I need to do. Mm. So we do need to look back at origins i think okay and, and then what is the origin of the uh, the notion of the church where did it come uh, come from did jesus participate in the church well yes i mean uh, so uh, the christian church has its roots in uh, the jewish religion and uh, jesus was a jew and he uh, he participated in the um, in the services there We know that because it's recorded in the Bible in Luke 4.16. This was after he'd been baptized and he'd been tempted in the desert. And then he came back to uh, Nazareth and Luke 4.16 tells us. So he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And as his, as, and as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. So that was very much part of Jesus' um, habits mm-hmm. was part of his spiritual life. Um, and there's certainly never been any um, idea that we can go it on our on our own. Jesus gave the commission prior to ascension into heaven to his disciples, and he said, Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. Mm. Okay, somebody could say, well, you know, I sit at home and I watch my, you know, YouTube sermons and everything, so I'm getting my teachings from there. What else does the Bible tell us about the reasons for the church? If we look at Acts 1, that records for us that in Jerusalem, after Jesus' ascension into heaven, there was a group of around 120 believers. You know, it wasn't just, you know, the the twelve apostles yes. and, a, and, a, and a handful. There was about 120 of them just in Jerusalem at that stage. And Acts 2 actually tells us that the believers came together. Acts 2 gives us a picture of, of, of what this community was like. It says, They came to get together, devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread. So that's, you know, they mm. had meals together. Yes. And to prayer. So... That gives to me um, a real picture of communion coming together, and that was very much a part of the original Christian church. Mm. I mean, when you say about, uh, you know, um, I mean, you brought that aspect of uh, uh, today when people are sitting in front of the computer or TV and just watch from internet sermons and good teachings, you know, yeah. you can select there. But actually, uh, church doesn't mean only um to get things you know you have to give mm-hmm. it's uh you know it's a channel we are a channel if you like you know we receive from god we equip and we uh, transmit further um mm-hmm. now while you mention about the uh you know the church in uh, in the book of acts uh, actually, I like to give away a book for our listeners today. And this is our giveaway, uh, for today. And if you like to have this wonderful book in your hands, free of charge, no obligation, you only need to send us a text, a message on 04-888-8011. And I will give you the book entitled The Acts of the 
Apostles. It's a great Now, book. It's a very good book mm. and you can learn more about this early church, mm. how uh, they were so successful and in a short amount of time, they reached the whole known world. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you may like to To get more familiar with the early church, please uh, uh, send us a text on 04-888-808-1. Now, talking about the early church and how they um, uh, came together daily, you mentioned to break bread and to have communion. Um, it come to mind the passage in Hebrew, chapter 10 and verse uh, 25, which says... Uh, Uh, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another. And so much, the more as you see the day approaching. Mm. And we know that we live in a very special time just uh, before uh, the coming of Jesus Christ. Uh, And the church have the tendency to be very relaxed, very casual, very laid back, you know. But mm-hmm. actually in this passage in, uh, in Hebrew, also it's encouraging us to come together, to have, uh, to have a fellowship. Now, and I'm asked this question now, Tracy, what is the purpose of the church? Well, I think we're seeing through Acts and we're seeing through um, the text in Hebrews That it's an important thing. The, the fellowship aspect is an important thing. Um, I find it interesting when I look at Hebrews and I, and I see that there is that admonition to um, not give away the coming together. It makes me see that even in the times before YouTube sermons and everything, mm. people had a tendency to think that they could go it on their own and they could have their own personal prayer life, have their own personal time with God, and that would be enough. And we know that that's just um, not the case. So why might that be? We see that that the church has been instituted to provide support one to another, you know, through the the um, fellowship and the community, we help each other understand the scriptures. Sometimes, you know, you kind of might read a scripture and get a bit off target with it and, and comparing, um, you know, the, the way you understand a scripture with, with others is also a, a way to help and deepen your understanding of the scriptures. Also, too, one of the things that I really enjoy about being part of a community of believers is sharing testimonies mm-hmm. because they build us They build each other up. We all have different times where we're struggling or things are going great for us. And, you know, when you're, you're in a community of people um, who all believe in, in like mind, mm-hmm. we know that um, we, we just naturally want to be there to kind of help the other, the other people along when they might be um, having a little bit of a difficulty in their walk, etc. So I think, you know... Um, The Lord knew that we would need um, encouragement, we would need fellowship, and that's why he instituted um, the church. You know, we're, we're supposed to encourage each other on to fulfill the Great Commission together. And you can't get that support without being part of a church. Yes, you right. can kind of ask a friend here and there, but it's not the same as having that intimacy amongst um With other people who who believe the same way, who who um, they're they're walking the same path with you. Mm. Um, also, too, I note that one Corinthians twelve, 
That's a chapter where Paul talks to the Corinthian church about the different gifts that are given to different members of the church, but that they all came from the same source. Um, and he gives the analogy of the different body parts, which on their own, they can't make up a, a, a person on their own. They, they can't walk and talk on their own. Right. They can't be whole on their own. In verse 27, he says, now you are the body of Christ, and each one of it is part of it. So, you know, he's saying that we can be our best, we can do our best work when we come together and work together as a body. Mm-hmm. All right, that's that's very good. And what did Jesus say about the church? Because we, we want to look at the... Uh, you know, our Lord Jesus Christ, you know, mm. who's the master, you know, who's the head of the church. Uh, yeah. Can you share with us uh, what was his um, view and opinion about the church? Sure. Jesus actually didn't say a lot about church. He's twice uh, recorded as um, speaking about the church. Um, and, and, and the word that's been used, the Greek word, can also be translated as community. Um, one of those um, times when he talks about church is when he first talks to Peter in Matthew sixteen eighteen, and he says, And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. So that's mm. good news. We know the gates of Hades will not prevail against God's church. Um, so he, we see there that Jesus very much um, was um, in line with the idea of the church. You know, there wasn't any point that he said, "Okay, we don't need to do this anymore." He kind of spoke as if it was a done deal. Yes. You know, um, one thing also that's quite interesting in Matthew eighteen fifteen to seventeen, uh, there's a um, there's a text there that gives some counsel, and this is actually given by Jesus. Um, he's going through giving a lot of different parables at at this time, and then he talks and he says. Moreover, if your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he hears you, you have gained your brother. But if he will not hear you, take with you one or two more, that by the mouth of two or three witnesses every word may be established. And if he refuses to hear them, tell it to the church. But if he refuses even to hear the church, let him be to you like a heathen and a tax collector. So, so that gives us an idea that the church body is also meant to be there to correct people when they're going astray. Now, that's not about us pointing fingers at everybody and all of that kind of thing. But when you genuinely can see a brother in Christ going astray, you know, that love for that person, mm-hmm. um, causes you to to want to try and help them to um, come back on on the path. And so that is also another um, objective of the church and the community working together. You can see it's all about encouraging everybody, helping each each person to stay together on the path. It's about... Being united will be stronger. Mm, you know, mm. that, that's what it's about. We can see that Jesus expected that the church community would always be a community. Helping to keep people on track and providing correction in brotherly love was one of those aspects. Right. And um, yeah, what, what is church supposed to look like when it's working well, when believers are under the influence of the Holy Spirit? 
Yeah, and and you know if we look if we refer back to some of the topics that we looked at earlier in the week where we looked at unfortunately we have hypocrites and we do have conflict in the church and I believe that that's because um, we have situations where where people are not allowing the Holy Spirit to correct them, not allowing the Holy Spirit to to transform them, not understanding how important the unity in the body of Christ is. We um, we cannot have power, and we cannot um, push the message forward mm-hmm. to unbelievers if if we ourselves are not able to manage that that unity. If you look back at Acts two, and you see at what that. Um, that community was like, it says that all the believers were together and they had everything in common and it actually says that they were selling their possessions and goods so they could give to anyone who had need, you know. So that was extreme brotherly love for each other. You can see they were very united. Um, But I think one of the key things is we are united with the idea that the, the the overall big objective is that we win souls for God, but we also have to have our own lives right and be open to the Lord transforming us, the Holy Spirit transforming us. That's beautiful. And um, just before I'm taking a short break here, uh, Tracy, I like to give away that wonderful book which we mentioned mm-hmm. a bit earlier, um, The Acts of the Apostles. And this amazing story of the early believers is is told in the volume four of the Conflict of Ages series. And after Jesus returned to heaven, Satan turned his attention to Jesus' church on earth. In this book, you'll find thrilling stories of uh, fierce persecution and unswerving loyalty to God. The early church believers carried the wonderful news of the gospel to all of the the known world, um, unwilling to surrender their faith, many uh, even gave their lives, you know, in martyrdom uh, to mm. represent uh, God. Now, this wonderful book is yours. You just need to write us a text on zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one. And this book can be yours. But right now, we are going to listen to a beautiful song, uh, Blessed Be Thy.
Michael, station director here at Faith FM. Faith FM is almost 11 years old and it's been incredible to see how God has used us to change lives around Australia in every community we reach. I'd like to invite you to partner with Faith FM in supporting and growing your station by giving whatever God calls you to share. You can go to faithfm.com.au slash donate or call us on 1-800-FAITH-FM to see how you can make a difference. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to Faith FM Drive Time BQ&A. This is Nick Rita, and our co-host today is uh, Tracy Papandreou. We are uh, looking into the church and its problems. You know, mm. uh, we talked about uh, for the whole week, uh, Tracy, about uh, issues in the church, like hypocrites in the church, uh, um, all sorts of uh, things going on, uh, like... Uh, um, you know, abuse in the church, conflict, conflict between uh, members of the church. I mean, is that possible? Uh, all those things, you know, we, we address uh, some of the, the questions there, but we are now uh, more interested in to see what's the future of the church. Mm. And uh, we mentioned uh, before the break, uh, giving away that uh, wonderful book, The Acts of the Apostles, and uh, we said that how important it is to come together to fellowship, to... Um, yeah, to do church in a real sense, not to just stay home in front of the computer or uh, watching some sermons there. And um, Tracy, is it correct that the unity of the church and the way we love each other is supposed to be a testimony to the world uh, about the reality of Christ and his transforming power in our lives? That's exactly correct, Nick, and that's actually why we have this problem that non-believers point at the church and say, well, hang on, <laughs> you know, uh, I don't know that I want to be part of that if this is what it's like. And, um, you know, we bear a great responsibility for that, actually. Um, and, and, the word Jesus actually told it, he told us in John thirteen thirty four to 35, he actually said, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you, mm. that you also love one another. But by this, all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. So, yes, we know. And actually that gets quoted quite a lot these days. Um, we know that that, is not the only sign, but that is a sign, you know, that, that there is transforming power, that, that a life surrendered over to Christ can be changed such that there can be unity. I mean, there's, there's lots of discussions about the need for unity in this world, the need for peace, all yes. of that kind of thing. The only way that we will have real peace, real unity, is people unified through Christ and their lives completely surrendered to the transforming power of the Holy Spirit. When we have that working together properly, then we will have that unity, and we will surely give that testimony to the rest of the world by the way we love each other. And it should not be a struggle just to say, oh, we, we should look like this or do like that, or, you know, we probably we are too much focusing on our own um, abilities Mm. to you know to live the christian life and to to be even an example to the world instead of allowing 
God, the Holy Spirit, to transform us, and then that will be just a result of uh, exactly. our walk with uh, Jesus and the transformation of the Holy Spirit. The changed heart mm. will change our will change our actions, but we know that um, we have to get to that point before we can actually give a, a bold testimony to the world. And if all of us, as as believers, um, have that top of mind, you know that we have that responsibility. I must. To me, I'm really glad that this program is dealing with this rather than sweeping it all under the carpet, mm-hmm. just saying praise God and, and everything's, everything's lovely. Um, we're dealing with the fact that there are issues and I'm really glad that we're, that we're being open, sincere, honest about that. Yes. But it is the, the life transformed through the Holy Spirit, um, in each individual person. But those individual transformed lives coming together and working together as a whole, mm. um, testifying to the amazing things that ha- can happen when you allow Christ in to transform you, um, those voices all in unison talking out loud to non-believers yeah. and seeing, you know, actions speak louder than words. People seeing that we actually do love each other. It's not just we, we've... And it, and it's coming from the heart. It's not just putting on a show. Mm-hmm. You know, that's when um, you know we'll we'll really fulfil what um, Christ expected in what He said with uh, John thirteen thirty four to thirty five. And I just go back to um, to Paul's words um, that I mentioned previously in one Corinthians twelve thirteen, where he was talking about being together as one. He said, for by one spirit we are all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have been all made to drink into one spirit. So that's the transforming spirit that brings us together. Mm. And, and Tracy, why do you think we still see problems in the church? And we are not united the way we should be. Mm, we've still got pride. We've still got jealousy. Mm. All all of that going on. I think that's because you know we've got lives that are not fully dedicated to our relationship with God, and and you know n- not honestly, you know, allowing the the Holy Spirit to come in transform us. Now we know the Holy Spirit, you know, little by little does that transformation of us, and um. We resist sometimes those corrections that yes. come from the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. you know. But I think um, um, being more uh, conscious of the um, testimony that we give to the outside world by our actions and how we live and how we are united together, I think that's a, something that we also need to keep top top of mind. You know, we, we're also not taking the counsel in the scriptures that we read literally, you know, when when we're told that this is how how we are to live. Um, if we find that we can't naturally live that way, we need to be crying out to God and saying, your, your word tells me that this is what you want. This is how you want me to be. Naturally, I'm not like that. Please come in and change mm, me. Mm. Yeah, and I, I believe uh, yeah, this is very important to be uh, realistic, to be genuine, mm. uh, to recognize uh, the ups and downs, you know, in the church, not to just uh, sweep it under the carpet, the carpet there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, all these things uh, today we are facing, Tracy, in the church, and that's so many people are 
kind of discouraged mm. and uh, not even wanted to hear about the good news which God um, ask us to to share with others. You just mentioned earlier about the Great Commission, you know, yes. uh, to all the disciples and to each one of us because we are the disciples of disciples of Today. God. Mm. Today, and um, yeah, I think we need to look a little bit more into our own backyard. Yes, to say yes. so. Um, I'm talking about the church here, yeah, you know, yeah. uh, generally, and and to uh, to recognize the need and to. Recognize that only through the power of the Holy Spirit, through our Lord Jesus Christ, you know, we can be successful. We can reflect that beautiful light which Jesus uh, shine mm-hmm. for us all. I mean, all these things, you know, um, it's wonderful to be able to talk about them. But we want to put them in practice. We've got to walk the walk, not just talk the talk. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, also another um, question which comes in my mind, you know, is uh, how can we um, each do our part to bring the reality of the spotless church, which Christ will see when he returns you know, for the believers, because the, the, we, need, we need to put uh, things in place here. You know, we, mm. as I said, as, but Jesus is expecting his church to be blameless, spotless, without wrinkle. Mm. You know, <laughs> it's a bit scary, isn't it, when scary. you look at it yeah. that way? And it and and it helps us to to understand we're we're still a long way away from where we need to be, and how do we need? How can we get there? Mm. Well, in previous programs, Nick, we've talked about um, how important Scripture is to us about um, making the man complete. Uh, it's great for correction, all of those things. So we know that um, putting time aside to um, have time to study the Bible, mm-hmm. have time to um, read p- sections of the Bible and spend time with the Lord. I actually like to. I journal. I read a part of the, the Bible and then I, I I actually write a prayer to, to, to God. And, mm-hmm. use it, and during that time, the Holy Spirit really helps me to um, look at the, 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 the scriptures and see how the principles in that I might apply to my life. You know, different people have different ways of spending their time with God. More devoted prayer life, you know, that's just such a big part of it as well. We talked about the fact that um, so much of this transforma- transformation that we need, well, all of it really, mm. we can't do without the Holy Spirit you know, and we need to be honest, you know. Your word tells me that I need to be able to have an attitude like this, need to act like this, but I know in myself I'm just not there, Lord. You know, please send your Holy Spirit to change this aspect of me, mm. you know. Um, so and you, ma- you mentioned here a pra- a prayer, the importance of prayer, because, mm. you know, you may be tempted, you know. I mean, we we can be tempted to say, okay, we receive the Holy Spirit, once and for all, you know, we are now uh, on the right uh, track. But actually, what you're suggesting here is that we constantly, we need to keep that connection, you know, through prayer and to ask, you know, uh, for the Holy Spirit to do the work of transformation in our lives, to be renewed every day, to be born again yes. uh, every day. You know, I mean, it's interesting concept because I heard sometimes that, okay, look, 
we are sinful. Yeah, yeah, we can't do anything. But through the grace of God, we are saved because God did his part. I mean, yeah, we know we do what we can. But actually, it's not that we do what we can because, as I mentioned earlier, Jesus is expecting the church to look in a certain way. Exactly, exactly. You know, I mean, uh, if you just kind of say, well, that's okay, you know, um, I'm not quite there, um, that's a long way from spotless, you know. And f- the way I read the scripture, um, we, we can really improve. We can really live the way that God wants us to. He actually asks us to be perfect. Mm. And, and, and Christ wouldn't ask us to do things that, that he wouldn't enable us to do. Now, in and of ourselves, it is absolutely not possible. But through the transforming work of the Holy Spirit, that can happen. I'm not going to say it, it all happens overnight. It's like a magic wand and you're suddenly a perfect person. No, we all know that we're all sinners. And we're only transformed by the, the grace of God and through the Holy Spirit. But we need to be honest with both God and ourselves mm. about where we're at. And we need to be, um, uh, not resistant to change. We need, if the Holy Spirit is trying to show us where we need correction and, and, uh, we're just not there, then we, we need to be crying out to God saying, Please, I can't do this on my own. Please transform me. Yeah. And I heard about uh, a lot uh, in the Christendom, uh, people saying that, oh, if you concentrating on that, we need to do this and we need that. Um, you are almost like uh, you are focusing on salvation through works. But it's not true, actually, no. because we are saved by grace. Mm. That's offered to us. But God is expecting us to to do the right thing, I mean, to look in a certain way. Uh, when he comes, I mean, he even said in the Bible, you know, that there are sheep and there are goats, <laughs> you know. There's a distinction. There's a There's distinction. A distinction. And yeah. uh, you, you can't uh, be a goat, but just saying, oh, Jesus will make me uh, a, sheep a sheep. When he comes, yes. <laughs> now, it, our part is there to play it every day. And even without God, Tracy, even without God, People are um, conscious of the fact that they need to improve. They need to be a better person, person. Uh, mm-hmm. if you want to, uh, you know, um, to fellowship or to be in contact with one another. You can't just say that. That's who I am. If you like it, yes. If not, bad luck. That's not the case. And I like to just this. Dismantle, if you like, this uh, uh, sort of uh, concept that if we are working towards. Uh, our character to be improved and, you know, and b- get better, that, that salvation through works. And actually, it, it, it's not really working because we're crying out to God saying, change us. Mm. So, so my actions will be the right actions. Correct. Good, good point. Yeah. Good point. Because, yeah, you're right. We cannot change ourselves, you know, yeah. uh, but God can. And, um, very, very good. Hey, Tracy, time is, um, you know, marching very, um, uh, you know, we're getting to the, uh, to the end of the program. But just before that, we have a few more minutes to, uh, to spend. Um, and I'd like to ask you to summarize and uh, provide some, some final thoughts, uh, about you know, the future of the church. Mm. We need each other. We really do need each other. We've, we're told that in the end of times that it's going to be difficult times and we need each other. You know, I, I think David DeLima said in another program that if you're not 
um, with a church, you'll eventually die in terms mm-hmm. spiritually, you know, and I think that's the case. We just slowly drift away, drift away, drift away. I just like to leave people with, with this thing, you know, um, if, uh, the way we love each other is actually a testimony to the world about God's transforming power. We need to have that burden on our hearts that we're actually, we are living the right, the right way. And one thing that helps me is that I kind of think when I'm being tempted, I kind of think about Satan and his angels standing back and the smirk that they would be given, that they would be giving, that I have given my allegiance to him mm. in my gossip, in my um, talking badly about somebody, in my causing conflict, rather than standing up for Christ. And that really pains me when I think that I could be allowing Satan and his and his angels the opportunity to to be, you know, um backslapping each other and saying, mm. Hey, look at that, you know, hey Jesus, we we this one's on our team, not yours. You know, I keep that image myself in mind because it helps me. Okay. I, 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 the last thing I want is is to is to, you know, be helping Satan to have his way. So um I think we just um, in summary, need to be individually um, making sure we're spending that time with with God mm-hmm. through through prayer, through study of the Bible, um, and being united with with our, um, believers who are w- walking the same walk, so that we can we can actually support each other um, and together. Our transformed lives and voices can make a great testimony for Jesus. Great, great. Thank you so much, uh, Tracy, for uh, uh, sharing with us uh, today. And uh, uh, even before uh, we went on air, we talked about the importance of prayer. And not only, you know, pray just uh, routinely, you know, but intentionally. And you shared with me about the importance of uh, fasting. Mm. Uh, to pray and to fast. And I believe we live in a time when we really need to come together, to realize the need to support each other, to help yes. each other, to grow together, to have that atmosphere of the early church when they break bread together, they fellowship together, they pray together, they struggle together. We shared each other's burdens. Absolutely. Yeah. And if we really want to, um, to have that experience, we have to look back and, uh, yeah, change, change the paradigm <laughs> yeah. mm. um, a little bit. Thank you so much for uh, being with us uh, today. I wonder if you could uh, just say a prayer, you know, uh, for us here and for our listeners um, that we may uh, be able to experience a different connection. Mm. A new beginning, if you like, mm. a wonderful um, atmosphere in our church uh, where we meet together. Mm. How would you love like to, to pray? Love to, Nick. Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you for the opportunity to present your word today. And I just pray, Father, for those listening to the program, that the message that you in particular want them to hear will be taken on board by them and um, your Holy Spirit would help them to understand how you want it apply it to their lives. Lord, we want to be 
um, a great testimony to you. And um, you told us that the way we love each other will be the testimony to the world, that that you are the transforming power that can change lives. And uh, we just pray, Father, for a great outpouring of your Holy Spirit to bring us closer to, to you, to make us more united, Father, to bring us more into the um, the atmosphere, um, the the fellowship of the early church, Father, that we might really um, walk the walk instead of just talk the talk, Father. Mm-hmm. May your will be done in the lives of every individual listening um, and in the lives of your church. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for listening today to Faith FM uh, Drive Time Big Q&A with Nick Rita and uh, Tracy uh, Papandreou. I'm leaving you with a song entitled Faithful Man.
children of the Lord, let us sing with one accord. Let us raise a joyful strain to our Lord, who soon will reign on this earth when it shall be cleansed from all iniquity. When all men from sin will cease and will. Splendor hill descend, then all wickedness shall fall. Oh, what songs we then will sing to our Savior, Lord and King. Oh, love will then bear sweet when our fears shall flee. songs of praise we will shout in joyous place earth shall then be cleansed from sin every living thing therein shall in love and beauty dwell then with joy 